Everybody doing good this morning? Give yourself a hand, would you? You guys have made it through Restoration Church's very first fast. Yeah, praise the Lord. I, I know y'all hungry. I'm hungry, right? But you guys have made it through the fast. And I'm not going to preach long this morning. Um, we got to beat the Baptist to the buffet, to the breakfast buffet this morning. So I'm not going to preach long. And all the Baptists said, uh-huh, right? We got to, I know everybody's hungry. How many of you guys would say that I had a breakthrough this year during this fast? See, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, actually. We did, I mean, in our family, uh, you know, for um, maybe, maybe you had a healing. Maybe you had a financial breakthrough. Maybe you had a, a relationship breakthrough. Maybe you had a marriage breakthrough. Maybe you had a financial breakthrough, right? Can I see your hands again? How many of you say that you had a breakthrough these past three weeks? Praise the Lord. That's amazing, right? So as we end this church-wide fast, I want to I wanna encourage you guys to keep praying for your miracle. Amen? Keep praying. Keep, you know, the Bible says to be constant in prayer. Keep praying for it. Keep praying for your breakthrough. You may need to fast again in the near future. <laughs> really? Yeah. You may need to fast again in the near future. Be constant in prayer. You know, this isn't something that we just check off our spiritual box and say, oh, yep, I fasted at the beginning of the year. I'm going to do this again next year and see what happens. Right? Just, oh, yep, done that, did that, did that. That's not a, a, a this ain't a, just something you check off with in your, you know, your wall. See, you may have to fast multiple times throughout the year. You know why? Because this kind comes out by, by what? Maybe you have some more of this kind show up in your life throughout the year, right? Oh, I fasted at the beginning of the year. You might have to break down and do it again. Amen? Y'all awake this morning? Okay. Seem really quiet. So I want to declare over your life this morning. I want to declare over your life that this is your year. Amen? This is your year for breakthrough, your year for healing. Your year for prosperity. This is your year for miracles. Everybody say, this is my year. This is my year. All right. Everybody say, with God, with God. All, things are possible. all things are possible. All right. Thank you. So open your Bibles with me to the book of Luke chapter 13. I want to go to Luke chapter 13. And I have a word from the Lord. Is that all right? I got a word from the Lord for y'all. Since we're uh, ending this fast right now, is that okay? Are y'all ready? All right, Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you, Father, Lord, that you, uh, God, that, that you're just so awesome. And Father, all things are possible. And God, we thank you, Lord, as we wrap up this church-wide fast. God, we thank you for the breakthroughs that are already happened. And Lord, we thank you for the breakthroughs that are coming. In Jesus' name, God, we love you. And we give you all the praise and honor. Amen, amen. Luke 13, starting in verse 6. Everybody ready? It says, he spoke this parable. Jesus, Jesus is speaking here. It says, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, he said, look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it continue to use up the ground? But he answered, and he said to him, he said, Sir, let it alone. Everybody say, let it alone. Let 
Sir, let it alone. This year also, he said, until I dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that, you can cut it down and throw it in the fire. Look at verse 8 again right here. Look at Luke 13, verse 8, the King James. It says it like this right here. And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone. Everybody say, let it alone. Let it alone this year also. Notice the two things. Until I dig about it and dung it. Y'all see that? Everybody say dig about it and dung it. All right. Everybody's from southwestern Michigan in here, right? Y'all know what dung is. <laughs> I ain't never met so many hillbillies. I mean, everybody calls us a hillbillies. I'm from down south. I'll tell you. Look. Everybody knows what dung is in here, right? Right? For the ones that don't, it goes with the word bull. Dung. Chicken. Dung. How many of you know what dung is? Okay. All right. All right. Listen, this is in the Bible. I'm preaching the Bible to you this morning. All right? For three years, this tree has not produced nothing. Amen? For three years, this tree has not produced nothing. It has been in the same rut for three years. How many of you can identify with that? Right? We've been in the same rut. We've been going through the same thing. We've been doing the same thing over and over in insanity, correct? Expecting different results. Now listen to me carefully. The owner planted the tree in the soil that he knew that it would need to produce greatness. Listen to me. He, he, he planted it in the soil that he knew that it was going to need to produce greatness, to produce fruit, to produce what he wanted to get out of it. You don't choose the soil. Amen? Listen, the pain, the problems, the difficulties, the challenges that God plants you in, you don't get to choose that. Amen? But if he planted you in a particular soil, it's only because God knew that's what it's going to require. That's what it's going to require in your life. Not an easy life. Not luxurious sand. Come on, y'all. He has planted you in this. It may require pain and it may require a problem in your life to produce the greatness that God wants for you, you know, to come out of your life. Amen? It's usually pain and problems. Amen? I know. Listen, it's not the soul. It's not the soil. The soil is not the problem because all the other trees were fruitful. Right? It's not the soil that's the problem. All the other trees were fruitful. It was the response of the tree in the soil that it was planted. You are not a product of your environment. You hear it all the time. You are not a product of your environment. You are a product of how you respond to your environment. Amen? I get it. Come on. You know what? That's a great place to say amen and clap. And clap. Let's clap. How about that? You are not a product of your environment. You are a product of how you respond to your environment. Right? Listen, I'll tell you. The two twins. There was two twins. One of them was an alcoholic and one of them wasn't. When asked, they asked the one, said, why are you an alcoholic? He said, because I watched my father. 
when they asked the other twin, why are you not an alcoholic? He said, because I watched my father. Amen. Amen. You are not a product of your environment. You are a product of how you respond to your environment. Okay, move on. Let me tell you something. The pain and the problems in our life, they cannot stop us unless we stay stuck in that rut over and over and over and over, and we just keep doing the same thing. And the thing that got me about this story, guys, listen to this, is God kept coming back. The owner is God in this story. The owner of the vineyard is God in this story. And what got me is that God kept coming back. He kept coming back to check on the fig tree and the tree instead of producing. Listen, can I, can I tell you the owner is God? The tree is you and I. Do you know that? The owner of the field is God. The tree is you and I. And the tree, instead of producing in the soil that God planted it in, listen, he comes back and checks on it. Amen? When he plants you and he allows you to go through pain, he allows you to go through things, he allows you to go through circumstances and certain situations in your life, but he don't leave you. He don't leave you. He, he'll back off, but then he comes back and checks on you. Amen? He comes back and checks on you because he knows there's issues, right? He came back annually in this story every year. He came back every year. He came back at the first of the year. Listen, he comes back. He's not expecting whining. He's not expecting you to be throwing a fit. He's not expecting you to be, oh, woe is me and poor me. Listen, he's not expecting complaining. He's not expecting to see a dried up tree again three years in a row, right? It's become puny, weak. It's barely hanging on. Just the roots are alive. There's no fruits of the spirit. He's not expecting that. He's expecting you to blossom where he's planted you. Amen. He has, he's expecting you to blossom where he's planted you, to prosper where he's planted you. And listen, the, the thing about this story that got me is it's been three years and God keeps coming back at the beginning of the year. Every year, he keeps coming back and checking on it every year. And you still have an unfruitful marriage. And last year, and then the year before that, it's not any better. This could be your family tree. Every year, three years, you're stuck in the same rut. You still are struggling. You're still dealing with the same things. It could be your family tree. This could be your family. This could be some of the things that you're going through. And the family has difficult soul that it's in. Amen? You got some things going on in your life. And you're planted in some difficult soil. And God keeps coming back and checking on you. And so the enemy wants you to just accept that. That you're just stuck in this, you know, well, I'm just going to have a crappy marriage forever. I'm just going to have this. And, and nothing's changing. We're, we're fruitless. We're not doing anything. And the enemy wants you to accept that. But God keeps coming back. Amen? God keeps coming back. And he says, this isn't meant to destroy you. Amen. What you're going through is not meant to destroy you. The place that I allowed you to go through, it's not meant to wipe you out. It's not meant to destroy you. Others are going through the same thing. And it forced them to blossom. Other people are having marital problems. Other people are having financial problems. Other people are having relationship problems. Other people are having church problems. Listen, and it's forced them to blossom. Come on. Other people are going through the same thing you're going through, the same pain, the same tragedy, the same rejection, the same, the, the, the same of losing a loved one, the same difficult situation. We're all going through the same thing. Amen. 
and it made them blossom and become more fruitful in long-suffering. It's the fruits of the Spirit. It's the fruits of the Spirit. You're not bearing any fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, meekness, self-control. Amen. You're not bearing any fruit. It had to come up. And this kind of soil, guys, listen, it's difficult. It's not easy. It's not easy, right? God doesn't need you to be with a lot of people. Right? He does. Sometimes he puts you in this soil right here. All the other trees were doing fantastic. But this one tree wasn't blossoming. He knows what it's going to take for greatness to come out of you. He knows what it's going to take. See, we always want a happy, wonderful, blessed, just super-duper wonderful, wonderful life, right? That's what we want. We don't want to have to go through any problems. We don't want, we don't want this. We, and we, we don't understand, just like your testimony, like my testimony, like our stories, right? It's usually more to the story than just a beautiful tree with blossoms on it, right? It is, I'm telling you. Somewhere that tree, listen, if it's going to go high, it's got to start low. It's got to start low. There's more to the story. We see people like that, right? I want you to listen to this. It's been three years. I'm going somewhere with this. I want you to follow me. The owner said, well, we might as well just cut it down and throw it into the fire. It's been three years. It's no good. It's not producing nothing. Nothing. Might as well just cut it down and throw it in the fire. And this is what I came to preach to you today. This is your year. Amen. This is our year. That's what I came to preach to you today. And the Lord wants me to tell you, it might have been three years. You might have been going through hell for the past three years. And some of you have been saying, well, you know what, I might as well just quit. I might as well just give up. I mean, there's nothing here for me. It's been three years and I'm going through the same thing. I might as well just do something else. I'm just caught in this cycle of maintaining a deferred dream, right? And I'm stuck. For three years, I'm going through this whole thing. I can't get nothing. I'm, I'm in the same place that I was last year. And then I'm in the same place that I was the year before. And I'm in the same place that I was. I've tried this fasting and, and praying and doing all this stuff, and I'm just stuck. I tried last year. I've tried the year before. I've tried the year before. And the enemy wants you to settle. Amen. Somebody say amen. That's a great place to shout right there. The enemy wants you to settle. But God, amen, but God, just when he said it might be time to cut it down and throw it into the fire, up steps somebody called the vine dresser, the keeper of the field. Let me give you a hint. You know who that is? It's Jesus. Up steps the vine dresser. As God says, he might as well just cut it down and throw it in the, and burn it. It's no good. And then up steps Jesus. I know he's Jesus because he put himself in between me and God. Because he's sitting there and he says, no, hold on a minute. I know it's Jesus. He said, leave it alone. Everybody say, leave it alone. Did you catch those words? Jesus steps up and says, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Give me some time to work. Come on, y'all. In other words, he's saying, if you've got vindication, God, if you've got anger, if you've got some problem with the tree, you don't have to take it out on the tree anymore. Come talk to me about it because I'm going to stand in the place of that tree. As a matter of fact, I'll hang on a tree. I'll hang on a tree for them. Amen. 
I'll take the curse. I'll take what he deserves. That's what Jesus said. I'll take what the tree deserves. I'll take this wasted life. And Jesus, listen, in that moment, Jesus becomes the middleman. Thank you, Jesus. In that moment, Jesus becomes the middleman. He becomes the middleman between you and God. And God, y'all, come on. You notice what Jesus begged for. Amen. He became the middleman between the tree and God. And notice what Jesus begged for. He said, let it alone. And I believe that if you're listening to me this morning all around this room, you're not in this service by accident. I don't know what you're going through, but I know that we just spent three weeks praying and fasting. And I prayed to God to bring whoever needed to hear this into this service this morning. I'm telling you. God, bring me the people who are going to believe what I'm telling them today. This is your year of fruitfulness. This is your year. I'm going, listen, he says, I'm going to require some things of you, but this is your year. Everybody say, this is your year. He said, I'm going to require some things of you. You can't just go through this year like every other year. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but he says, I'm going to require a few things from you and you cannot continue just to go through this year just like you did last year, just like you did the year prior to that, just like you did, it's been three years. He says, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to require some things of you. Everybody shout, this is my year. This is my year. Now turn the other side and say, give it one more year. Give it one more year. Thank you. I know you feel like quitting. I know you feel like things are never going to change. I know you, you feel like you're never going to get free from that addiction. I know you feel like your finances are always going to be in trouble. I, I know you feel like you're never going to get in shape. I know you feel like your marriage is never going to get better. But I heard the Lord say this week, listen, in my spirit, that the enemy is lying to people. This is your year. Amen. The enemy is lying to people. This is your year of fruitfulness, your year of winning, being the head and not the tail, being above and not beneath. This is your year. Can we give God some praise this morning? Can we give God some praise this morning, please? This is your year. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord, man. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, this is your year. This is your year. Whatever it is you've been praying about, whatever it is you've been fasting about, this is your year. Even in soul like this, with the pain, with the problems, with all the things that are going on, coming out of a pandemic, trouble everywhere, division and crime everywhere. But even in soul like this right here, God says that this can be your year. He says, this can be your year because my people, I have you planted in the soil that I know is going to produce greatness out of your life. This is your year. Look at what's going on. Racial divide, crime, hate, everything. Soil like this right here. God has you planted for greatness. And he said, don't quit this year. He didn't say just... Well, just give it one more year and let's see what happens. 
He didn't say, let's give it one more year and cross our fingers and, and hope that everything works out right. He didn't say that. We're not talking about just give it one more year. He said, you're going to have to have two things happen to you if you give me one more year. You're going to have to have two things happen to you. He said, you're going to, listen what he said. He said, you're going to have to let me dig you. And then you're going to have to let me dung you. That's what he said. You're going to have to let me dig you. And you're going to have to let me dung you. I'm going to dig you. What does that mean? I'm going to tear up the environment all around you. So I'm going to tear this up. You've become hardened. You've become conceited. You don't care. I can't even get the spiritual nutrients into your body because you're so hard. He said, I'm going to tear up everything around you. Come on, y'all. That sucks, don't it? Huh? Yeah. He says, I'm going to tear up everything around you. Whoo. You become hardened in your soul. Listen, what I want to do is I want to tear things up. He says, I'm going to come into your life. And I'm going to dig you. I'm going to tear things up. And a lot of us know what it's like to have God dig deep and tear things up, don't we? Huh? Come on, four of you. rest of you are liars. I'm telling you right now, when you have something in your life that you need to change and you're not willing to change it and God has to change it for you, it's usually not pleasant. <laughs> Most of us know what it's like to have God come into our life and just tear things up, don't we? Right? Woo! Uh, you got to dig deep. He said, he said, I'm going to dig you. I'm going to dig deep in the environment all around you. What in the world is going on? But one thing it does, I want to tell you what the digging does. It softens you. Amen? It softens you. When you get tore up, when you get broke up, it softens you. It often softens you to where you begin to dig. And God knows his intentions for you. Amen? See, it softens you where you begin to dig up some things and, and God knows what he intends for you and that's to be an overcomer. That's to be an overcomer, guys. Listen, but in order for that to happen, you gotta dig deep. Amen? You follow me? Listen, God put everything we need, everything we need, in this world, God put everything in it. He put coal so we can stay warm. He put gold in the mountains. He put oil in the ground. He put everything we need, but guess what? He put it just out of the reach of lazy people. He put it just out of the reach of lazy people. You got to dig deep if you want it. Amen? You got to dig deep. And this year, I'm going to tell you right now, we'll have no change in your life if you're not willing to dig deep. If you want to be lazy and you just want to walk through this Christian thing and just show up on Sunday, I'm telling you right now, nothing's going to change in your life. He put everything just out of the reach of lazy people. Come on. Come on, y'all. I'm telling you, if you're willing to dig deep this year and you say, God, I'm going to do what I can do and God, you're going to do what I can't do. Amen. And you're going to dig deep. And God's going to start tearing you up. But here we go. I'm not going into another year of defeat. Amen. I'm not going into another year of being sick and tired of being sick and tired all the time. 
Dig deep. Amen. I'm trying not to get too excited this morning because we may have visitors. <laughs> but I feel like shouting and preaching this morning. Is that all right? Come on, y'all. I feel like shouting and preaching as we end this 21-day fast. I'm telling you because I know that this is your year. We can't play games anymore. You got to stop playing all these little games. We got to dig deep this year. Dig deep into this book. Dig deep into prayer. You better get on your knees. Amen. Dig deep into your church. Get into it. I'm telling you, give him one more year. Give him one more year. You used to give hell everything. Huh? When you was out there acting like a fool, you used to give hell everything you had. Why not just give him one more year? When you was out there all tore up running around, I told you I'm going to preach to you for a minute. You're running around all tore up out there acting like a fool, and God says, I want to tear you up a little bit. Can we get tore up for Jesus? Can we get tore up for Jesus? Amen. He wants to tear everything up that's been hardened inside you. Mm. Telling you right now, he wants to tear you up a little bit so it will produce fruitfulness. It will produce fruitfulness in your life. I found this. I want to share this with you. What does that digging mean? What are we talking about? Make room for growth. That's what that means. Amen? That's what that means. Digging. Make room for growth. George Shotgun Shuba. Where are my baseball people at? None of you, huh? <laughs> You kidding me? Today's the playoffs, bro. It's the AFC, NFC chain. Nobody's studying baseball right now. George Shotgun Shuba played seven seasons with the Brooklyn Dodgers. He was the first pinch hitter to ever hit a home run in a World Series. First pinch hitter. He knocked a home run in the World Series, and one of the announcers that was calling the game, one of the, you know, play-by-play, said his swing, said these words, his swing is just as natural as a smile. said his swing is just as natural as a smile. And after the game, everybody was using that quote. And they had asked George Shotgun Shuba this question. They, they, they said, they, so what? He, he said, that, that, that's what he called it? As natural as a smile? What? He said, no, no, no. He said, every day I swing a weighted bat, 44 ounces, 600 times a day. That's 4,200 times a week. Amen? And what you think is just natural? Huh? Ain't that how we feel about people that are spiritual? Like, oh, you're just, oh, it's so natural. No, it ain't natural. It ain't natural. You got to dig deep. You got to do some things, right? Amen? Ain't that how we feel? that They're just so fruitful with their walk with God. Well, you know what? Well, it's just so natural. And they just, don't. no, 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 it's not. It's not natural, guys. Listen, there's nothing natural about it. You got to pick this book up and read it. I'm just telling you, you need to get on your knees and pray. Get up out of bed and get to church. How many people sleeping this morning? Oh, it's too icy. I'm not going to go. I don't want to. You know what? Ain't nothing natural about this. Get up out of bed and go to church. And I promise you, you'll be amazed at how natural it is to be blessed when you do this, when you start letting God tear some things up in your life, and then you'll see how natural being blessed really is. Amen. <laughs> You just got to do it. 
How natural it is to have a faith. Come on, y'all. That believes this, right? That believes to my faith that, that, that God is, is digging and, and, and he's tearing me up a little bit. And my faith believes these things. Amen? Now I found this. Aaron Rodgers, where are you at? I told you we was going to get to football. I see you over there. Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. Yeah. He had a bad year this year, didn't he? It's kind of rough. Had a bad year. Had a bad year. NFL quarterback. He said these words that call my attention. Listen to this. He said, I desperately want to be coached. I desperately want to be coached. This is one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks ever. Right? And they asked him, said, what is your greatest desire for playing ball? And he said, I desperately want to be coached. Amen. The person who probably needs it the least wants it the most. Amen. And then he went on to say this. He said, there's two kinds of mindsets. There's two kinds of mindsets. There's the comfort mindset and then there's the growth mindset. Amen. And the comfort mindset says, leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. I'm not changing. I'm Aaron Rodgers. I don't need to change. <laughs> Obviously you do. I'm kidding. I threw that in. The comfort mindset says, leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. I don't need to change. I don't want to do this. I, I, oh, I don't need to do this. I've got all this together. I know what I'm doing. This is how it's always been. And you know what? You got hard ground all around you. You got hard ground all around you. I don't need to change. I got this. Been three years, you ain't produced no fruit. Come on, y'all. But the person who will let God dig. I'm telling y'all right now, when I read that, I said to myself, I desperately want to be coached. Holy Spirit, I desperately want to be coached. I desperately want somebody in my life who will challenge me and push me. I definitely want mentors in my life. I want people that are going to push me to dig deeper and to grow closer with God. Amen? I desperately want to be coached. Come on. I desperately want to be coached. And then lastly, he said, not only am I going to dig, listen to this. He said, not only am I going to dig, but I'm going to dung you. Oh, y'all don't, they don't understand what I'm about to tell them, Dustin. They don't get it. Listen, he says, not only am I going to dig you, he said, but I want to dung you. If you still haven't figured out what that is, it's manure. It's doo-doo. It's doo-doo. It's poop. Amen. It's nasty. God can use horrible things to bring miracle growth. God can use horrible things to bring miracle growth. Amen. The one thing that is so obnoxious in your life, besides me, the one thing that is so obnoxious in your life that you can't hardly stand it is the very thing that God's going to take and he is going to put it on you and he is going to let it be used to grow you, to fertilize you, to help you. Come on, y'all. The very thing that you can't stand is the very thing that God takes and then he throws it on a fruitless tree to make it come alive. 
Amen. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Not the good steps. There's bad steps. Come on, y'all. It says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The good steps, the bad steps. God takes all of that. All the stuff in your life. The dung. The doo-doo. Come on. Without fertilizer, the tree dies. Without fertilizer, the tree dies. And fertilizer is not pleasant. Can I tell you, you go through things that stink. Amen. You go through things that stink. There will always be in every relationship, guys, family is going to stink. Marriage is going to stink sometimes. Church is going to stink sometimes. Listen, maybe your health stinks. Maybe your job stinks. Maybe you're, you're going to go through things in your life that stink. Amen. But God says, I don't waste that. I take it and use it as fertilizer. I'm going to dung you. Come on, y'all. I got one little golf clap right there by that. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you, all seven of you who clapped right after that. I appreciate that. How many of you have had God take some stinky things in your life? Come on, y'all. People give up. Listen, they give up instead of growing. See, the time that God's going to do the greatest things in your life, and then they just give up. Just give up because when God starts tearing everything up around you, y'all, I'm telling you right now, and he starts throwing that mess on you, it hurts just a little bit. He starts tearing things up around you. He starts breaking up that hard soil in your life. He starts softening that heart, and then he starts throwing a little fertilizer on you. It hurts. It hurts. And here's the good news. Well, this is not an encouraging positive word today, Pastor. Well, I'm not your cheerleader today. Y'all don't get that. If y'all was in our pre-service meeting, you would. But you'll be asking, like, what's he talking about? Is our cheerleader today? I'm not telling y'all. You all just have to think about that one. This is not a, a positive, positive word today. Yeah, well, I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you right now, God's going to dig you. God is going to dung you. He's going to dig you, and he is going to dung you, and you can't do nothing about it. You can't do nothing about it. God's going to tear you up. And then he's going to put some things in your life that you, you, and you can't do nothing about it. But here's your last option. Listen to me. There's only one option left. Remember what he said. He said, I'm coming back at the end of the year. And if you haven't let me dig you, and you haven't let me dung you, throw mess on you, you know what he said? He said, you don't let it turn you sour. He said, you let me fertilize you, you let me dig you and let me dung you, and it actually makes you grow. Can I tell you, I believe it now more than I've ever believed it. Amen in my life, right? Things are coming against you. Things are coming against me. I know, I know all things work together for good. Hallelujah. Come on, all this stuff, I know. I know that I'm more than a conqueror. I know I'm not discouraged in this. God, dig me. And listen, I want to tell you, God dung me, and that's when your tree begins to blossom. That's when your tree begins to blossom. Listen to this, but here's the thing that we ought to be shouting about. How many of you feel like God's just digging around on you a little bit this morning? Five of you. Praise the Lord, the rest of you are in good shape. How many of you feel like God's just digging around on you a little bit? 
Amen. That's better. That's better. Come on. How many of you feel like God is throwing some dung on you? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Amen. Woo! Well, let me, let me tell you something. Here's the good news. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. This is why you ought to shout. Because there's only one option left. There's only one thing left to do. Cut you down and burn you. This is why you ought to shout. This is why you ought to shout. Aren't you glad you're getting dug? And aren't you glad you're getting dunged instead of cut down and thrown in the fire? Amen. That's why you ought to be shouting right now. Dig me, dung me, just don't kill me. Praise the Lord. Amen. God's not through with you. God has not given up on you, and he's giving you one more year. He said, give him one more year. He's giving you one more year. What if this was your last year? Come on, y'all. What if this was your last year? What if you knew? What if God told you this is your last year to fix this? Give him one more year. And if the Lord tells you this is your last year to fix this, what happens if you don't? Good. Some of y'all are listening. This is your last year to fix this, to get real with me. He says, I'm giving you one more year to change things. I'm giving you one more year to enjoy your life. I'm giving you one more year to enjoy your life and be planted in the soil that I have put you in. You've got one more year. If I come back, you're still discouraged. You're still defeated. I'm going to let you have what you've been complaining about. Hoo-wee. He says, I'm going to let you have what you've been complaining about. Now, I know this isn't popular preaching right now. And I understand that you came for a blessing. But sometimes you need a, a blistering, not just a blessing. Amen? I'm a preacher. It's what I do for a living. I do this full time. I have a license to do this. And I'm up here telling you, and I'm preaching to myself right now. You hear me? I am preaching to myself right now. But my cry is this, that this is my year. Dig me. Dung me. Whatever you want to do, God. Listen, let's come out of this fast and begin this year a lot better than we ended last year. Amen? Can you give him some praise for that? That is a great spot for you to shout that we are beginning this year different and better than we came out of last year. Amen. Dig me, God. Break up this stuff. Dung me. Fertilize me. Let me grow. Now watch this. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3.8, look at this. He said, you doubtless, and I count all things, all things, all things, all things, look at this, but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I've suffered the loss of all things, look here, and do count them but dung. He said, I do count them but dung. He said, you know what? He said, everything I've been through, 
all this stuff that I've been through, he said, I've been lost, I've been beaten, I've been stoned, I've been left for dead, I've been snake bit, I have been beat with rods, I have been shipwrecked. Listen, he says, but I can just tell you this. He said, I count all things dung. He said, it was all just fertilizer. He said, everything I've been through was nothing but fertilizer in my life. God took everything that was meant to destroy me. God took everything that was meant to wipe me out. And he used it as fertilizer to make me grow. And then I wrote half the New Testament. And then I wrote half of the New Testament. Listen, I couldn't have done it in any other soul. He said, I couldn't have done it in any other soul. I had to go through everything. He said, and I had to have the mess to bring the message. Couldn't have done it in any other soul. Couldn't have done it. The very things that we want to hide, the very things that we want to hide, when Jesus walked into the temple and he said, stretch forth your hand, the man could have held up his good hand. He could have did this, all manicured, all pedicured, whatever, looking good, perfect, pretty, but he didn't. He had to reveal the thing that he wanted to hide. He had to stretch forth his hand, y'all. Come on. He had to reveal his weakness. He had to, to reveal the ugly part of his life. I'm almost done. <laughs> I'm close. I want you to hear me. David said this in Psalms 83. He said, my enemies, which perished at Endor, they became as what? Dung. One translation says this, the very thing trying to destroy you, God will use as fertilizer. My enemies became as dung. They was coming at me. They trying to take me out. Ain't nothing but fertilizer in my life. The thing sent to destroy you, God will use as fertilizer. Come on, y'all. That's a great spot to say amen. It's a great spot to say amen. Come on, y'all. I close with this. I'm going to close with this. In John chapter 11, Jesus arrives at the tomb of Lazarus. And his sisters come out and they say, Lord, you're too late. You should have came three years ago, three days ago in this fact. Said he's been dead for four days. Said he's been dead for four days. And then she makes this statement in verse 39. Look at John eleven thirty-nine. 39. Said, Lord, by this time, he stinks. <laughs> Said, Lord, you're too late. He stinks. He's been dead for four days. This is bad. <laughs> this ain't no good. And in my mind, I can see Jesus smiling right now. He's just sitting there looking at her. And he says, you don't understand, girl. That's just fertilizer for the supernatural. That's all that is. He said, you don't understand. That's just fertilizer for the supernatural. This kind of environment is just fertilizer for miracles. I'm going to dig it. And I'm going to take that obnoxious thing in your life. He says, I'm going to dig you. And the things that life throws at my people, 
if they'll stay rooted. And God says, if they will submit to the digging and the dunging process, and they will just give me one more year. I'm telling you, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Give me one more year. Amen. I will bring fruit where this tree is all withered up and dead. I will turn the puny into the mighty. Give me one more year. And you know who said would do it? It's the dresser of the field. Jesus. He said, I'm the one. I'll take their shame. I'll take their curse. I'll take their failures. And God says, I'm going to take the mess of your life. He said, I'm going to use it for fruitfulness. Amen. Come on. I'm going to take the wasted years of your life. I'm going to take the wasted relationships, the terrible decisions that we've made. He said, I'm going to turn it into fertilizer. Amen. Amen. Let's give him a shout of praise one more time. He said, and I'll put that on a fruitless tree. And in one year's time, I'm telling you right now, guys, listen, if you'll just give God one year, just give him one year. See, we want the quick fix, don't we? Bam! Don't happen like that in the kingdom. It's not the way things work. We're running out of time, so I'm going to stop. But I want to tell you this. You ever microwaved a pizza? Huh? You know what I'm talking about? You pull it out, it's all hot and gooey, and then you stick your finger and it's frozen still on the inside? Microwavable Christians. You all hot. You all hot on the outside. You all on fire for the Lord on the outside, but on the inside, you're cold. Microwavable men. I'm telling you, if you embrace the digging and the dunging, woo he said, I'm going to bring fruit where the tree is withered and dead. He said, I'm going to turn the puny into the mighty. Jesus said that. Come on, y'all. He said, I'm going to put that fertilizer on a fruitless tree. And in one year's time, I'm telling you, if you'll just give him one year, just give him one year. See, we want that quick fix. That's not how it works. Let him give you some growth. Let him give you some growth in your life. Let him dig you and make room for growth. And he'll take everything you've been through. The tears brokenness, the abuse, the hurt, the failures, the addiction, the pain. He's going to take it all and he's going to use it. And he sees now, listen, listen. If you would let him this Sunday morning, we wrap up this 21-day fast. If you would just let him break you up a little bit this morning. Amen. This Sunday morning, let him break you up. You would leave this place with a faith that's beginning to grow again. Amen. Let him break you up a little bit this morning. You'll leave here and come alive again. And before this year is over, can I tell you, you're going to have a one-year turnaround. Amen. In Jesus' name, you're going to have a one-year turnaround. Would you stand to your feet with me? Stand to your feet. No one leaving, no one moving around. Just a few more minutes. 
When you go through a digging season and a dunging season, I want to tell you, you come out realizing that time is short. Amen? You come out realizing that time is short. A year goes by just like that. I got one more year. And I don't have to waste it anymore. You don't have to waste it anymore, guys. Listen, I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I feel strong that this is your Sunday. This is your Sunday. You let God dig you. You let God dung you. Not another Sunday. Not another day. Not someday. Not one day. I'm telling you right now, this is your day to give it all to Jesus. This is your day to give it all to Jesus. When you read the text, the first part of that chapter, listen, starts out and says this. And Jesus makes this point. And then he tells that story of the fig tree that I just preached on to make this point. Look at Luke 13, 5. Jesus says this right here. I tell you, nay, but except you repent, you shall all perish. That's what he said. Except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And then the reason he told the parable is he says, I'm going to dig at you. And I'm going to dung you. Likewise, you all repent or you will perish. He said, I'm going to dig you and I'm going to dung you. I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to dig at you. I'm going to use everything you've been through as fertilizer in your life. And I'm going to bring forth good life, fruit, health, joy. He says, if you'll let me. But if you won't let me, unless you repent, he says, you will also perish. Just like in the story, the tree will be cut down and thrown into the fire because it wouldn't give God any room for growth. 